Welcome into the January 30th edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. The Maple Leafs go 500 on the weekend, but ended in style, giving John Tavares a victory in his 1,000th NHL game. TJ Brody returned in the win as well, but perhaps maybe the bigger storyline out of this weekend coming from the Friday night game. Goalie controversy with Matt Murray pulling the pin after warm-ups. We'll get into all that more coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also now catch us up on YouTube. It's Lockdown Leafs on YouTube and get... Uh, Brand new Leaf-centric coverage all week long, Monday through Friday. We get a new episode for you each and every day. So make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell, so you know when we drop those videos as well. And today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Lockdown Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Well, Dave, uh, did you have a good weekend, pal? What'd you get up to? It was, it was a busy one, right? I mean, for you, you had Friday, you had the the Sens game, had the Royal Rumble that we had to watch for sure on the Saturday, and then a full day of football along with the Leafs game, kind of packed in right in the middle of the two games. There, it was a it was a, a good like a sporting event weekend for us. Yeah, it was very weird because you're just like Friday night, finish work, and it's like. Oh yeah, there's hockey tonight. <laughs> there's a Leaf game tonight. Like, yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched a Leaf game on a Friday night. It's been a while. It's been a while. I mean, it's typically like a Saturday night, and and that freed everybody up for Saturday. And there was yeah, there's nothing going on. So it was yeah, a bit of a different situation than we're used to. But um, maybe that's why it was such a a bizarre day and a bizarre game. And we'll get into uh, that whole situation. They lost to the Senators big time. But honestly, I don't blame them. They kind of were thrown for a bit of a, a a whirl at the start of the game. Matt Murray was supposed to be the starter. He was the projected starter. He went out for warm-ups and everything. And then all of a sudden, Ilya Samsonov is named as the starter on the lineup, and he comes out to start the game. And uh, it, it didn't go well, we could say. They end up taking the L. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that and maybe what that means for Matt Murray going forward. What I can tell you is that he will be out for – uh, the next couple of weeks or, well, next couple games and then won't return until after the All-Star break, uh, which means, you know, about a week and a half from now, basically. I think they're back February 10th is the first game back from that All-Star break. So won't see him until at least then. Um, but why don't we start the positive, start about the game that we just witnessed, uh, the win against the Capitals. Um, John Tavares, 1,000th game. Congratulations to JT on a 1,000 games. That's a, a massive accomplishment that he's able to do. And, you know, the Maple Leafs, I thought, you know, put together one of their more, 
I wouldn't say like 60 minutes, but like 55 minute effort tonight. Like they they really did control that thing from puck drop to the final final whistle. Yeah, especially I mean, yeah, the only bad part of the game was kind of the end of the first period where they kind of let the foot off the gas and then they the Capitals got that power play and scored on it and you're just like, oh, it's gonna be one of those where they play well. One little part goes goes against them, but I give them a lot of credit. They, the second period has been one of their worst periods of late, and it was their best period of the game. Like I, I credit them for that. They needed to bounce back after Friday just left an awful taste in a lot of people's mouths. So yeah, that was that was definitely a yeah fifty five minute effort all around. Not a lot that you can speak ill about. No, not not at all. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll go through our three stars of the game momentarily, but you know, just to, I guess a really quick roundup of what we saw happen. TJ Brody made his return in this game. I thought that he looked really, really solid uh, in this one. We saw, um, you know, Engvall scored a really nice rip, going top cheese. Had a couple really nice plays as well. On top of that, you saw Willie extend his goal scoring uh goal scoring lead to i think he's about 28 on the year now for toronto i think he's on a seven game point streak he's got 12 points in those seven games too it's pretty impressive and uh obviously we can't forget about morgan riley finally scoring his first goal of the season it's it's come all the way to the end of january but riley has finally put one into the back of the net now you could tell just how relieved he was. The celebration, just hands up in the air and just looked up and just said, finally, finally, I have scored a goal. It's been forever. And, uh, you know, it was was just a really great performance all around from the Maple Leafs. Yeah, no, I think the the Riley goal is probably the most gratifying moment of the game just because we know what he's been going through the last, I mean, this whole year. So you could tell like something like that. It felt like it was weighing on him. Yeah. He's not going to say it, but a reaction like that tells you exactly how he's probably been feeling about his play and you know, not having a goal. You know, a lot of well, guys in the team have a goal. Him not having a goal, that's very, very strange. Yeah, considering he makes eight sheets. But I don't know if you saw this. Apparently, he was with... Um, uh, the Easter Seals uh, yesterday, and they're asking him, you know, some of the kids were asking him, like, hey, when are you going to score a goal? And so, I mean, clearly everyone wants to know, Mo, when, when are you going to score a goal? It's a good question. And uh, he said tomorrow. Well, looks like he was right. He did end up getting the monkey off the back. So maybe it was, uh, you know, him not wanting to let the kids down. And, and he made sure that when he saw that opportunity, he went and he fired that into the back of the net. Um, but yeah, overall, a really good game. Even Samsonov bouncing back after a tough loss um, against the Senators, went in cold, obviously. But you know, this is a game against his former team. This is a bit of a revenge game for him, and he was fantastic as well. So all around, a really good effort for the Toronto Maple Leafs. They end up getting the victory. Uh, Tavares had a couple of points. He was named, you know, first star in the building, and, and he, he did have a, a pretty good game as well. So. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening in this game. So why don't we take one uh, quick break? We get back. We'll go through our three stars, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about this whole Matt Murray situation because that's uh, that that deserves uh, a few minutes of our time to address what happened Friday. Uh, so we'll do that all when we return. But first, Dave, how about a word from one of our show sponsors, Athletic Greens? Yep, a product that I take every day. 
trying to, you know, live a healthier life here, trying to get into a great routine. And AG1 helps with that. It's just one delicious scoop. And I'm absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start my day off right. It's a special blend of ingredients to help support gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. And, you know, it's great if you're traveling because they have travel kits. It comes with many great uh, features. My bundle came with a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Now, why is it important to take multivitamins? Well, tons of people take all different kinds of multivitamins, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription, as I mentioned, will come with a free a one-year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in the especially the winter months where we don't get as much sunlight and our immune system just needs just a little extra boost. So it's great. That's a great little bonus to add to it. Now, why what why was Athletic Greens started? Well, the founder was experiencing a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him a hundred dollars a day. So he decided to create Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine all on your own. And as we know, um, Athletic Greens cost you just around $3 a day, which is cheaper than your cold brew habits. So you're investing in an all-in-one daily nutritional insurance. But right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nhl network again that is athleticgreens.com nhl network take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance Welcome back into the Locked On These Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morissuti with me. We're your hosts here at Locked On Leafs. Toronto, a 6-2 loss to the Senators Friday night, but parlayed that into a victory. A nice bounce back win over the Washington Capitals Sunday afternoon. I guess it was more of an afternoon game. Sunday night, afternoon. I don't know. I guess it ended at nighttime. We can call it a Saturday, a, a Sunday night game. Um... So they end up winning that game 5-1, to one, as we noted before. John Tavares' thousandth game in the NHL. So it was a really nice ceremony that they had. And I always think the Maple Leafs do a really good job with these ceremonies. Like, it's, it's definitely a strength of theirs. Like, there's a lot of bad press that a lot of teams get for a lot of stuff that happens. But the Maple Leafs, typically, whenever they have some sort of event in honoring or, uh, you know, any – one of these like a thousandth game or you know a thousand points whatever it may be and they're always top notch and today was was uh, just as top notch with with John Tavares getting his thousandth game uh all right why don't we go through our three stars of the game in uh, against the Washington Capitals Dave why don't you kick us off with your third star uh I'm gonna go with Ilya Samsonov I mean he deserves a shout out he's had to take up a bigger workload than he was supposed to be so I credit him. He only allowed the one goal. Looked solid in the game. wasn't you know, It wasn't a high volume game for him. So those are never easy for a goalie. But I thought he did uh, 
thought he did quite well in this one. Uh, sorry, it was <laughs> Samsonov. Samsonov, thank you. Uh, I, so I thought you had said I got a text that I had to quickly <laughs> that I had to quickly respond to, um, but I also had Samsonov as my third star too. I, you know, he, you know, he wasn't tested a whole lot, like you said, but you know, he is somebody who. It, I, what I really liked more so was just a. It was his what sixth straight start that he's made seven straight appearance that he's now made for the Maple Leafs. But it was the bounce back from Friday night where it was just a weird situation, but then Sunday where he knew he was starting, got himself mentally prepared for it, and then got the win against his former team. Again, wasn't overly distressed. Like I think Washington as a whole, like their expected goal totals was around like a one goal or something like that. I'm just looking it up right now at five on five. Their expected goals was 1.19. And then I think at uh, all, uh, yeah, 1.89 even at, uh, at, uh, in all situations. So the Maple Leafs did a pretty good job defensively. They didn't give up anything really uh, just eight high danger chances even. So, you know, he wasn't tested a whole lot, but he did make the stops. And I thought it was, it was nice mentally for him to have a bounce back game. And I thought that he should also get right you know, represented for that. So I also gave him the third star, your second star. Let me go with Morgan Riley. You know, he got his first of the year. I, I just thought he had a solid game. I mean, yeah, it means much. Uh, you could see what it means to have TJ Brody back, right? You're going to take a TJ Brody in the lineup over a Jordy Ben. And even like in this situation and what he, the role you're going to take him over Connor Timmons. I mean, you're going to take TJ Brody over Connor Timmons any day. I'm saying for the role, it's it, it makes it different when you can add a top four defenseman because you know Morgan Rally clearly does did need to have him back just to kind of that familiarity, knowing knowing that that part your partner's gonna kind of you know how the two of you kind of work off each other. He was on the ice for three goals, four, zero against. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it, man. You absolutely do. Um, I'm glad you gave him some love there. He, I, I debated if I was going to put him at, at – at, maybe when you said Samsonov, I did debate, oh, maybe I should put Riley in here as, as my number three. But I'm glad you did and you had him in there because he deserves uh, a lot of credit for how he played tonight. Um, and getting the monkey off the back with that first goal was big. But also, like, the fact that TJ Brody backed them, it just gives him that confidence to jump back up into the rush a lot more. Like, I'm not sure he would have followed up with that play had it been Justin Hall or Timothy Lilligren. Yeah. Would he have followed up and try and scored that goal um, and leaked down defensively without knowing who's back there, right? So I think that uh, having Brody in the lineup definitely makes Morgan Riley a better player. It makes the, the overall – defense a lot deeper too like this is now you look at the defensive core and we're looking at riley brody geo hall sandine lilligren that's a pretty good first second third pair that i think like if this team elects to go and get a top six winger which is being kind of talked about and reported more heavily these days you know, that's a pretty solid six-man unit that they have on the blue line. And then they also have Jordy Ben and Connor Timmons waiting in the wings as guys who could come in, you know, if injuries do happen, which they always do in the playoffs. Somebody gets hurt at some point. So they've got a nice little stable of, of defensemen that they've got here if everyone could stay healthy. And you can see that when everyone's healthy and you've got 
you know, your chemistry with your partners and you've got that depth, everybody plays a lot better. And we saw that happen tonight with Morgan Riley, obviously. Uh, William Nylander, for me, is going to get a second star. I think, like, Nylander's just been a rock star the last little bit. Like I said, he's on a seven-game point streak. And, you know, he scored a, a, a goal tonight again to extend his goal-scoring lead of the team to 28 almost had a 29th that was a, a really nice play by Pierre Engvall too I want to give some Engvall some love today he's not one of my third stars but I'm gonna give him some honorable an honorable mention because he made some plays he did score a goal and that little sauce he made to Nylander I thought Nylander was gonna net it but that was actually a really nice uh really nice stop by the goaltender Lindgren at that point but I just thought that Nylander was probably one of the best Maple Leafs out there on the ice tonight and you know when he gets a chance to drive a line I think he kind of he relishes that. So when you look at it and it's Yarncroc, Kerfoot, and Nylander, he knows I got to be the guy. And when that happens and he's, you know, getting those favorable offensive zone starts for the most part, you know, I find that Nylander, he, he shows up in those moments. And he did again tonight and 91% expected goals um, when he was out there. Eight scoring chances for zero against uh, when he was out on the ice. So, uh, Nylander for me got a got a second star. Yeah, that was I think that's the that last part you mentioned there was crucial because against the Senators, sure he was putting up points. But he was also on the ice for a lot of goals against. Like yeah, he needed. I think he like that's I think what Sheldon Keith is probably looking from him. Yes, well you put it in your offense, but you still got to have some semblance of a presence on defense. So. I think that was a very crucial part to uh, his game. So, yeah, very deserving of a start tonight, that's for sure. Uh, number one star. We have to go with the captain. We have to yeah. go with the guy who is celebrating his milestone night. It kind of caught me off guard. Like, when they, when I, I think it was, I mean, pretty much this week they were talking about it being 1,000. I'm like, wow, 1,000. Like, I, I, it didn't dawn on me that John Tavares has played 1,000 games. So it's funny. Um, I realized it, yeah, probably early in the week. I saw an article on on uh, NHL.com, and it said, like, Sam Gagne, first of uh, Toronto four-pack to reach a 1,000 games. And it was like him. Uh, so Gagne did it, like, a, about a month or so ago, a few weeks ago. Tavares did it, and then I think Petrangelo is one of those guys who's soon to do it, and then there was one other Toronto-born player, and they kind of all grew up playing with one another and, and against each other with, like, the, you know, Marlboros and, you know, just when they were really, really young kids, so um, playing, like, midget hockey and stuff. So I, I, I saw that, and I realized, oh, it's this Sunday. But, yeah, it did kind of sneak up on you a little bit. Um but he played well tonight again, as he typically does, and ended up with a couple of helpers on the night too. So didn't score. Would have been nice if he put one in the back of the net. But you know, John Tavares doing John Tavares things. It's not always the flashiest. Um, he just is efficient, really, yeah. super efficient, and that's what it was again tonight. So that's why yeah. he got uh, the first star for both of us, I suppose. And it's just a special night, so he's just gonna get it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I like like you know the whole night was done right. I like the ceremony. The ceremony, I mean, they're pretty standard across the league in terms of how the ceremonies are done. So I do like that the league kind of does it that way, so that you know everyone kind of feel gets kind of the same feeling throughout. But um, I I just think like 
you, you talk about efficient. He only played 18 minutes in this game, and he had two assists. I mean, that's kind of at the par for for John Tavares. But, yeah, I think with Austin Matthews' sideline, he's the one that's got to drive the bus, right? He's well, the that's one that's what it is. You do yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like 18 minutes. Like, okay, that's that's normal. But then when you think about it, it's like, well, that's 18 minutes, but there's no Austin Matthews. You'd think it would be a little bit more, but – um, you know, I guess they kind of want to spread things out. And, and when you're leading 4-1 the third period, you know, it was a chance to to get that third and fourth line out there a little bit more often. Um, and I thought they played well too, right? I mean, that, there was a really nice uh, – who scored? Zach Aston reese Pontus Holmberg, nice little sauce pass to, to Czar for a, a breakaway goal, a little forehand, backhand action, you know. So they, they had scoring from all three lines tonight. All three lines uh, were able to to get goals and, and were able to find some some offense. So uh, it was well balanced night from the forwards to the defense to goaltending. Special teams was good. They got a power play goal. You know, all four lines was rolling. Got some got some production out of. So yeah, it was a real solid bounce back performance um, from what the the what we saw on Friday at least with the the loss of the Senators. And speaking of. Dave, speaking of that loss of the Senators, the real main story coming out of that one was Matt Murray not good to go when it came down to uh, to game time. We'll chat about that in just a moment. But first, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and uh, it's one of our favorites. It is FanDuel, <laughs> the FanDuel Sportsbook app this year. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. It is North America's number one sportsbook. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in North America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They got so many great features that makes uh, betting on sports fun and easy. You can download the FanDuel app now so you can get your Super Bowl 57 um, with a no-sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid on your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL and the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano from Locked On Lease. Got Dave Morissuti with me as well, my co-host here. And uh, Dave, I got I was just kind of perusing Twitter and I saw a really cool little story I'm going to share here new world record at the teddy bear toss today in hershey pennsylvania sixty-seven thousand three hundred and nine bears hit the ice look at this photo of him just jumping into these bears this is this is amazing absolutely amazing you love to see it Oh, it's yeah. The uh, the teddy bear toss is like, uh, it's one of my favorite traditions. I actually got a video here. I was oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, like these are these are just so incredible to like witness. Uh, like, 
I would I would so love to be like to jump into that teddy bear like pile. Like that's just so cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome to be able to do that. Yeah. I, I, I know I know Hershey, they like that's like their thing. Did my like, screen share not work, by the way? Oh yeah, it didn't work. That's why I put it up. <laughs> oh okay. I thought I was sharing it the whole time when I was reading out the tweet and showing the photo. No, I was like, like, oh, he doesn't have it up, but I had I had a had a almost I had, took two seconds to find because i knew the tweet but yeah, yeah what a wholesome picture but yeah they, it's there it's they do such a great job with it every year i don't know why they don't do it in the nhl like i know it's a junior hockey thing and i guess the ahl too hershey but i don't know why the nhl doesn't do something like that especially in maybe the like if you're arizona this year and you're at the college stadium right you're at mullet arena do a teddy bear toss See how many how many teddy bears can you get from five thousand people? Try and break a record. Get people to bring out you know four, five, six teddy bears, and just make it a, a an event that's people go to the teddy bear toss. I remember growing up in Niagara, and anytime the ice dogs did the teddy bear toss, that was like the hottest ticket of the year, hottest ticket of the year for the regular season at least. Everyone wanted to go to the teddy bear toss. It was cool. Funny enough. There were probably more people at that Hershey game than there than go to the actual Coyotes games. You're it's like almost double capacity. <laughs> probably right. Probably <laughs> right on that one. Uh, all right, Dave. Let's get into this story from Friday night. So I'll tell you exactly where I was, and I was in a. I was. I didn't watch the game live. I had to rewatch it later on because um, I had plans that night. Because Again, didn't realize there's a Friday game. And a few weeks back, I made these plans. And then I realized, oh, crap, there's a Friday game. And it was already too late. But uh, so I was out for dinner and then went to a comedy show afterwards. But we're at dinner. And I get a text from uh, from a buddy saying, Matt Murray's not playing tonight. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Matt Murray's not playing. Samsung's starting. So I go on Twitter, and sure enough, this is, everyone's going crazy about how Matt Murray is not playing, Samsonov starting, and then there was a rumor about maybe Nylander had hit him in warm-ups or something, uh, and then it came out um, to, uh, yesterday that it was an ankle injury for um, for Matt Murray, and he'll be reevaluated when the team returns from the All-Star break. So it's an ankle injury that apparently had been aggravating him for a little bit, and he went to go give it a go during morning skate. Or actually, he did morning skate perfectly fine. It was in warm-ups where apparently he felt like, ah, maybe I can't go, which really confuses me because I saw him Wednesday. Was it Wednesday I was down there for morning skate? And he was practicing, and he was practicing on Thursday as well. No, Thursday was a, an off day, actually. But he was practicing on Wednesday morning skate. He was getting some extra, extra work in. Um, and he looked completely fine. So I don't know what's going on with Matt Murray, but he's going to be out for a little bit. But I couldn't believe it when I saw that he, again, pulled the shoot uh, just moments before the game was about to start and put, you know, Samsonov and, and the team really in a, in a tough um, a tough situation like that. I just couldn't believe that it happened again. Again, Dave. Against the same team. I I was at first I was kind of getting that feeling like is he just trying to avoid this game? 
But like, if he didn't want to be in this game, he would have just obviously he would have just gone to Sheldon Keefe and said, "I'd rather not start in this game." But also, like, dude, you can't say that. You I, can't say he, that. But like, he's also he's a professional. He's dealt with harder games in his career. I can't see the game against the Ottawa Senators giving him that sort of concern. I I just think like I'm just like you knew like they knew he was dealing with an ankle issue. How how do they not realize that this could be something well could be something that would flare up? Because what I didn't like about this situation was it threw Elias Samsonov the biggest curveball. It threw him under the bus. It threw the whole team off. Like yeah. you watch the way this team played. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of obviously changes that were going throughout, right? Um, you know, Pontus Oldenburg was a second line center for this team. Um, Samsonov's in the game. Like, there's a lot of things that were off about it. And I'm just like that that in that that Murray thing just really threw it off. And like we had I'm I know I guess maybe we'll bring this up now. We did record an episode to preface this game when we had technical oh, difficulties yeah. where our uh, streaming or the thing that we record on didn't actually save the recording. Technical difficulties. We did yeah. right. We did a podcast on Friday. It was a fantastic podcast. We did. We got Ross Spawn from Locked On Sends. We had both angles covering it, and then we were unable to recover the file. And uh, unfortunately, it's it's lost somewhere on the internet, on the interwebs. But anyways. yeah, I, uh, I I wrote a very strongly worded. Uh, reply to the customers i feel bad for the customer service person because i just kind of let all my feelings out on them but <laughs> what roth did say was the big, big problem with matt murray was i mean especially with the starting goaltender your best ability is your availability in a lot of ways dude that's been a problem for matt murray not like this year especially and when he has been available there have been some 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 shaky moments for him you know what the worst part about that was so I like jokingly on Leafs lunch was poking fun at Matt Murray and what happened last time. Um, anytime I would say, or Julia would say Matt Murray, you know, starting tonight. I'm like, well, we'll see. <laughs> I just always put in like, we think Matt Murray will start tonight. Uh, I, I want to see it before I believe it. And I just kept like kind of poking fun at it. And uh, turns out I was right to be skeptical because it's exactly what happened. Because do you remember it was against the Maple Leafs a couple of years ago, actually. He went out and he he did his morning skate or whatever. He didn't do skate, I guess. And then he was the projected starter. He went out and he did the the pregame skate, the warm-up. And then all of a sudden, Joey Decord was your goaltender taking on the Maple Leafs. And they ended up winning the game, actually. So it didn't quite impact Joey Decord like it did Samson off the other night. But still, it, it, it that's why it's like there's been a history of him pulling the pin after warm-ups or morning skate, morning of. And so until I see him between the pipes when that puck drops, I don't know how much trust or faith I can really have in this guy going forward. And I think that's going to be a big problem, actually, for the Maple Leafs going forward. It's like that's how twice that it's happened, right? Three strikes are out. Is he going to get another opportunity to, to like, be a still be part of this tandem? Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I know that they say they're going to reevaluate him come after um, the All Star break. 
the yeah, after the All Star break, but like, <sighs> buds. But here, but here's the thing: he's making over four million dollars. So you like, are you gonna like, like for me? You can't waste starts. I'm I'm totally on board with that. Like Joseph Wall is getting is he's gonna be the guy that's gonna back up Samsonov while Murray's out. Can can I finish? I'm gonna yeah. finish where I was going there, pal. Okay. Okay. Robada Island. Yeah, I know it's been vacant for for a while now. Robada Island's been vacant for many many years. I guess since what Lupul. Uh, Nathan Horton was Nathan Horton after Lupo. Oh well, yeah, I guess technically like Horton Clarkson, but those are different. Those are like they were Dunzos. That was kind of a different situation. We knew they were Dunzos. Yeah, I mean, it could get to that point where it, like the team is just like, look, we need you to be. If you're not able to stay healthy, we have to we have to find guys that will stay, not only find guys that will stay healthy, but your cap, it kind of becomes a little bit valuable to us to add pieces that, yeah, I, I see you're getting there. Same goes with Jake Muzzin, right? Like, you can't bring Jake Muzzin back. Oh, I think they've already, there. I think they already yeah. know he's like, I know he's going to get reevaluated in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I believe they already know, like, what they're expecting there. See, like, we didn't even, this is where it's so tough to know about with hockey. We have no idea if this is an ankle sprain. If this is like, we have no idea what exactly this issue is. So we can only speculate that if it's an ankle issue, it's obviously going to affect his mobility and things like that. There's no way to know for sure how long this could be. If it's, if it's, it could be a severe thing. Like we just have no idea. This is where I get a little frustrated with how injuries are kind of done in the NHL. We have a little more. Well, you look at the NFL, right? Like you knew exactly it was a grade two, you know, ankles high ankle sprain. Even knew where it was, grade yeah. two high ankle sprain on Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, like you knew the exact injury. Yeah, because like the because the NFL understands a the betting angles and just a lot of and, and like teams have to disclose injuries. Even the NBA, NBA has a strict injury protocol now. And like if teams don't follow that protocol properly, they get fined. Like. 25 grand if they don't do that properly. So, like, if I'm the Leafs, yeah, if Matt Murray, if there's even any question that he is not 100%, yeah, I would I would consider looking into your options here because, look, first off, Joseph Wall has been very good for the Marlies this year. Whew, has he ever been? Um, he, lost his, he lost his first game after in his 13th start of the season pretty impressive for a guy who was out <laughs> talking about injuries a guy who was out for eight months because of now he had shoulder surgery and then he had a setback in his recovery shoulder surgeries are pretty gruesome they're not exactly something you can bounce back very quickly especially if you're a goaltender like you're any type of surgery for a goaltender you have to be almost certain that he that they're going to be fine um but yeah no i'm i if the problem here is okay. Does that mean the Leafs have to look at getting a goaltender if Matt Murray isn't available? And that—that's the complicated part to me. Yeah, you're right. Like it is. If Matt Murray is unable to go, or if there's an ankle issue there, do they feel like they need to get another goalie? I don't know if they do though. 
just because I think they they look at Joe Wall as a, a potential a, a guy who might be ready to play some NHL games. So, and if not him, I mean Eric Shogren's come up and he's giving you perfectly fine minutes at net. I mean you don't feel great about it, obviously, no, but no, unfortunately. No, but I mean, how many other goalies are out there that you could even trade for? We can trade for Cam Talbot. Like, there's just not not a whole lot of guys yeah, you can go get. Cam Talbot's going through his own injury issues now. I That's I actually it. think like Joseph Wall played four games um, last, last year. year, yeah, and he was and they, he put up average numbers. And I think one of those starts was an, a great start, but he went three and one. He had a shutout against the Islanders in one of those Which, starts. Yeah, like. I, I would like to see that the Leafs can actually draft and develop a goaltender. That's what I mean. I, I don't think they would go after a new guy. I believe that they think they have guys internally. Like if Samsonov can be your one and then come bring in Joseph Wall to be, you know, one C maybe. Um, not quite a 50-50 start, but like a, a 60-30 type or 60-40, 65-35 type of workload with him and, and, and Joseph Wall. Like, that's what I think they probably would like to do. Um, we'll see. Again, this is going to come down to the health of Matt Murray, which you're not going to know for another couple of weeks when they get back from their uh, – when they get back from the All-Star break. But even then, they said, yeah, we'll, we'll take a look then and we'll see. So I very – we don't know a whole lot. We don't know a whole lot, but there's been a lot of – situations where guys have just you know a seemingly minor injury and then all of a sudden they're out for the year and we see this happen quite often uh, i don't know we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see all right buddy did you have any last words or comments that you wanted to make on uh, on that do you want to wrap things up well all i'm just gonna say is the uh leafs are gonna be playing the slumping boston bruins on wednesday Mm-hmm. And I, I just think back to that game. I mean, we can kind of bring this up when we preview that game, but man, that loss to the Bruins a few weeks ago, like it hurt in the moment. And I'm just like, if only they found a way to win that game, how things might have looked, how things might have looked. It might have looked a little e- like. Like first place Atlantic would be a little more in sight. Well, that's that. That's a four point game there, right? Yep. Like you win if if they would have won that game, you're you're now looking at four. So let's see where standings are at. Because you're right, the Bruins they've lost what three in a row. Three in a row. Wow, three straight games, it's insane. So if they would have won that game, the Leafs would be at seventy two points. Boss would be at eight seventy nine. There'd be a seven point difference between the two. Boss would have a game in hand, but imagine they win the game on Wednesday. Now they're going into the All Star break. And Toronto would only be five points, five points back of Boston. That's why I'm saying 30 games to go. You cannot. (laughs) This is why you cannot lose games against teams that are you are either chasing or being chased by. Yeah. Tampa Bay and Boston can't lose like because home home ice is very important. If you if first in the Atlantic, I mean, look, I'm not giving up on first the Atlantic. I know Sheldon Keith kind of did. And, <laughs> and I ain't giving up until they they've. I see that the Y because it's X for playoffs and Y for the division. I I ain't giving up uh, the idea of first in the Atlantic until I see it because Boston just dropped through in a row. I think that was something that nobody thought they would do just because it hasn't happened yet. Uh, 
yeah. I mean, we'll see how much further that slump goes. We'll see if they bust it, right? I mean, now they got Toronto coming up, and it's a good time for the Leafs to be taking on a slumping Bruins mm-hmm. because if they can't get the points, it does make things maybe a tad more interesting. And it's Just in Toronto, tad. too. Yeah, it's going to be right uh, in Toronto. I'll probably go down for the game, go cover it for uh, for us here, get a nice up-close-and-personal view slash very high and far away up in the press box. <laughs> Literally, maybe. I like People complain about being in the top of the 300s. That's basically where the press sits. <laughs> like That's literally where they sit all the time, so they don't get any special treatment either. Uh, anyways, why don't we uh, why don't we call it for today, and we'll come back tomorrow, and we can uh, continue to chat about maybe how there could be there could be a sliver of hope for this team to still win the division. We'll do some math tomorrow, and we'll talk about it. Uh, maybe we could we could even do some some cosine no sign tomorrow because we got an off day, right? It's like an off day. We don't typically have those because there's a, a second day. In between games, so we can get into some stuff tomorrow. Uh, but that'll do it for us today on the podcast. And thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content for myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Also, go ahead and follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Subscribe on YouTube and leave a, a like and a comment down below as well. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. We're back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep locked right here on Locked On Leafs.